Support the Amigos podcast and keep the Amiga goodness flowing for just a dollar a month. Visit our page at patreon.com slash Amigos podcast. Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge. Amigos, the podcast about everything Amiga. Amigos is a proud member of the Throwback Network, your home for quality retro podcasts. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Dowdy and John Bodovkar Schaller. Ranger! What is that? That's my Scottish accent. If that's a Scottish? I thought you were Boris Badenoff. <laughs> <laughs> Scottish? Lewis and Squirrel! Sometimes I get those two confused. No Russian kidding. And you know, Russian and Scots. We've got so much in common. <laughs> so, um... Before we get into the show, though, yeah. uh, we did have one little bit of feedback. Um, John Nash wrote in, and he said that there was... Remember, we were talking about the IT crowd? Yeah. And he said there was a U.S. pilot of the IT crowd starring Joel McHale. Um, he said that it used to be on YouTube, but now only a clip exists. Uh-huh. Uh, it was awful. I told you. I knew that. I knew it. And there's a there was... They do that to all the British shows that are worth a crap, right? Mm. For example, Sanford and Son. That was a... I think it was called Aesop and Son in, mm-hmm. in the U.K., you know, AbFab, IT Crowd. You know, I, I'm telling you, there was a young ones too. I'm pretty sure of that one. So don't do it. Just yeah. stop. Yeah. And no one's exporting our shows. No. That'd be a big mistake. So yeah, um, we contribute nothing. <laughs> this is it. This is this is our major contribution to the world. The Amigos podcast. Oh, <laughs> We're so sorry. Um, we had a couple people sent in uh, this video. This is uh, O'Brien's Retro and Vintage. And also, Pishbot sent in a YouTube video of a thing called The Gathering. Oh, yeah, from 93. Right. I watched this. And so, this is, uh, this is a little bit of The Gathering. It, uh, it, it touched me to a certain degree because it was neat to see that many people. Did it bring you back? No, because I've never seen this many Amigas in one spot ever, ever, <laughs> ever. Um, the uh, truth of the matter is, these were, I'm guessing these were high-level demo programmers mm-hmm. that were going to work and trying to win this thing. And, uh, no, in, in the States, uh, did we ever have a demo scene ever? If, if there was one, one, yeah, I don't know about I it. I mean... I know the, we had, like, a lot of people that would, like, Rob O'Hara talks about, you know, redoing the crack screen so it says his name. Does <laughs> that count? I don't think that counts. <laughs> I mean, honestly, we had, like, I mean, Rob talks about, like, a, 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 a poetry slam scene and some mm-hmm. other weird I don't know what was going out in Oklahoma. I think I never saw any poetry yeah. or writing stuff. Or I mean, I'd see a, back in the old BBS days. I'd see a little something, mm-hmm. about, you know, with maybe some stories or something. But it was not a, a thing. Right. Ancy graphics that was a thing. Mm-hmm. So I guess that sort of counts. But we're nothing like what's going on here. Yeah. Look at that laptop. I know. That looks like an old. Uh, it was an old. That wasn't an Amiga. Obviously, that was no. an old PC of some sort. Mm-hmm. I actually worked on one of those when I was at the store. It looked very similar to that. Wow. There's a real ancient laptop. <laughs> yeah, they were they were not good. Oh, there's a great shot there. <laughs> 1993 Heine. That's a good shirt. I was going to say, that's back when people knew how to wear sweaters, too. You know, and you've got all these 1084s. It's it's great. And it's I don't know where this was. Is this Germany? This is Norway, I'm pretty This sure. is Norway. Uh you know, hey, it's good. I saw people drinking Mountain Dew, and people—it's it, it, the people are the same all over. It's the mm-hmm. same kind of crowd. I bet this is a lot of fun. And I saw they were 
several other videos from the gatherings, and I guess they're still going on, right? So, do we cover yeah. that last year? Yeah, and there are several other videos from later gatherings that I saw in the related YouTube. So, if you want a nostalgia trip, check those out. Yeah, that was that was great. That was a good that was a good find. Um, next, uh, we've got. I want to plug some events. We kind of had some some messed up things last week with uh, our our microphone and our cameras and everything was terrible. So uh, I'm going to give these events one more plug. The first one is uh, Retro Revival. Uh, this is um, an event that's held in the UK on a regular basis. My look at their revival. They've got well, let's look at their, their um, placard here. They got they've got Mario and they've got. The Street Fighter guys, and they got Sonic. Mm-hmm. So I guess that stuff's now officially retro. Oh yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's all retro. That's hard for me to handle. And then there's a little Amiga ball there, like uh, shoved in. Well, I mean, do you think that Amiga ball would be shoved in if this was in the states? No chance. Oh god, no. It would just be Mario and Sonic. And we could get Super Frog shoved in there, or maybe the, <laughs> the Squirrel. That's all we. <laughs> I'm trying to get Amiga mascot. I guess that it's when your mascot is a multicolored ball. <laughs> you know you haven't done your job in your marketing department. Stand out. <laughs> maybe we can ask David Pleasance about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this is the 21st or the 20th and 21st of May in 2017 over at Bank Stadium. You know where that is over in Walsall. So um, I don't know where that's at. So in I've got a special offer for Amigos listeners. Chris Folds has promised free beer for the first ten Amigos that say hi to him. So you need to figure out who Chris Folds is. Just listen to some of his YouTube videos and learn his voice. And then just listen around and see if you can find his voice. He might also be wearing an Amigos shirt, and that would help as well. You know what I would do? First of all, I would almost go there just for the beers. And I don't like, like beer that much, but... What you do is at this thing as loud as you can. All right, you just walk around going Chris Bones <laughs> That's over true. and over until he goes shut up. It's like playing Marco Polo That's in a way. <laughs> or yeah, just go Chris, and when you hear Bones, <laughs> you found your man. That's all. Then you just hug, <laughs> embrace right there. Um, That's awful. That's very good. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad to see beers are being given away in the. On behalf of the show, oh That's yeah, beautiful. Yeah, man. so um, and we'll, we'll we'll bring it up again before it's time. We got we got a few months before it'll go down. Um, the next thing I'd like to tell you about is Family Game Night. Uh, this is over at the Center for Computing History in Cambridge. Ooh, I bet that's awesome. Yeah, and um, eighty who is the uh, singer in the British band IBM. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, he is uh, kind of, he's he's a part of this museum. And um, and he is, uh, and they do these family game nights from time to time. Uh, it looks like a really awesome way to, you know, if you've got little ones and your significant other to come out and show them some computing history. And how can you not want to support a museum called the Center for Computing History? I think everything about this sounds like a million dollars. I'm looking at this over. It's it's a cheap. Trust me, when I take a, the family out for a movie, for example, it, it costs the big bucks. Like this is nothing. It's a great way to take your family out and expose your, the little guys and girls to some of the vintage stuff. Mm-hmm. Tremendous. And take it from me. I'm sure most of our listeners probably already know this. The kids dig the retro stuff. Oh yeah. My kid loves it. You know, I think it's a good idea. Um, so there's that. And then finally, uh, our buddy Ravi from the Retro Hour, he yeah. sent us one more video to just take a look at. This is a video of the Amiga Ireland meetup. Oh, yes, which we talked about extensively. And uh, what's going on here? This is, uh, wow. So this, this is, you get I guess. Hose the... down before you go in. <laughs> they're, they're decontaminating Ravi. Let's see if we can skip to some of the hot, hot action here. Here we go. Nice floors. There's your. Uh, 
Oh boy. <laughs> you can't escape him wow. even in American the Idol. There we go. So now already I know that we remarked last week this is already more amigos or amigas in, <laughs> in one place than we've ever seen. We off on the on the, on the, on the I know, I've been I've been hitting the run real hard this evening. Um so with custom sticks. Yeah, beautiful. I mean, so you could you could do that. That's a that's a good idea. Mm -hmm. I uh, have you ever made your own? What the hell is that? Your own joystick? Was that a, was that a fax machine or what? The <laughs> have I ever do what now? Have you ever made your own? A absolutely. Joystick? And and Brent, of course, if you recall, made the uh, quintessential joystick box. It was very similar to that one actually. So yeah, I've I've done my own. It, it didn't. I'm not a woodworker, but. <laughs> I know that's stunning for people to. I remember you yeah. talking about making some shelving at one point. It I, yes, and that didn't happen mm. because wood costs money. Yeah, unfortunately, and you can't just go and take some limbs off a tree and pull it off. Not anymore. Not like you used to. No. Well, you could. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell's that mean? Did you have a lumber yard in your back? I got trees back there. Can you go back there and make your own planks? <laughs> what do you think I do before the show? Everyone. Wow, <laughs> making planks. So, um, news. That was uh, what do you got for news this week? Well, like I said, so last week some of our uh, uh, news items got the got the uh, got the edit, and we've run this as pretty much a no edit podcast. So when we have to go in there and go to work, you know things what's up. Um, the let's see, last week um, there's a new Omega CD32 compilation that, that came out. It was called the Box Trilogy. Um, it features some. Uh, 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 kind of cartoony homebrew uh, games from a fellow called Lemming 880, and it's uh, uh, free stuff, you know, for the CD32. I also saw just today along the CD32 lines uh, a fellow release some sort of Batman demo disc. Mm. I saw a video from it on, uh, on Indie Retro Gaming News, and uh, uh, it just looked like I don't know if they showed everything it is. It just looked so like it had the music from the original Batman movie. And then some footage of, of someone beating the hell out of the Joker in-game, mm -hmm. you know. But it was kind of neat. So if you're into that sort of thing. Um, I want to re-pitch. Again, this is from last week's show, but uh, I have... And I've had another cup of coffee with it. The, uh, the Amiga Online Multiplayer uh, uh, website, Amiga Live. And there it is. It's a, uh, it's a neat piece of software you install. It's based on FSUAE. Uh, when you install this, it, you can hook up to a server in your area. Even we have one in the U.S. And uh, you can play games on it with the, uh, multiple people. The games are built in, so you don't have to even download ROMs or do anything. Uh, and it, it works well, uh, as far as I can tell. And uh, I'm looking forward to getting on here and fighting some people, so or playing some... Uh, soccer, football, whatever you want to do. So. Yeah, it looks like, look what the first game is. Yeah. They know where their bread's buttered. Yeah. You got Rodland on there? Rodland is, is the bomb. We love some Rodland. So uh, uh, so give that a shot. And I, if, if anyone out there gives us a shot or has played it in the past, you know, let us know what you think. Mm -hmm. uh, it seems good. Again, I want to credit the uh, Retro Asylum guys. For, I'd, I'd heard about this years ago, but I hadn't really touched on it. You know, I didn't know what was going on with it. And then the Retro Asylum guys had an episode where they played... I think it was Supercars on it, Supercars 2, and it sounded like it was great, so I I went to check it out. So those boys are always on top of it. Um, we uh, probably should replug you the, the T-shirt store. Yeah. Uh, which right here is a prime example of the lovely Amigos T-shirt. I got mine in the mail. Good quality shirt. Hey, if they make a shirt that I can fit into, good to go. So if you go to uh, tpublic.com, 
and then just search for Amiga Tees. <coughs> or if you just go to AmigosPodcast.com and click on this link, you will find a wide variety of Amiga shirts for sale, including our very popular Amigo first, staff and I've supporters. I've not seen the shirt. first female Amigo. Yeah, that was uh, we had a special request for that from uh, from one of our Patreon supporters. In fact, uh, she might be in the chat right now, Brooke. Um, if uh, you are out there, thank you for requesting that shirt. I was glad to make it. Um, and uh, but anyway, if you want to support the show, if you want to wear cool Amiga shirts, check out Amiga Tees on tpublic.com. And they're good shirts. Like I said, I just got this one in the mail the other day, and uh, it, it they've got good sizing and it's a uh, good quality shirt. So yeah, free that sort of thing. Um, if you're local uh, to uh, the uh, United States, you know, which I know a lot of our listeners are not. Uh, and if and if you're local to the Ohio area, uh, Korg's Corks Con 2017 uh, will be coming up this year again. Uh, I go to Korg's. I've been probably three times, three or four times, and I'm going to hopefully get down there again. Uh, it's uh, once again in Columbus, Ohio. It'll be uh, May 27th. It's uh, 10 a.m. to 4, and they've announced that it's going to be in, in the... Uh, uh, McCoy Center, 5462 Center Street, Hillard, Ohio, 43026, which is basically Hillard's right outside of Columbus. And uh, seven bucks to get in, ten bucks get you in early. Uh, they've got a good amount of, uh, they've got a tremendous amount of, of stuff for sale there. Uh, the uh, Columbus area retro gamers guys have are really <laughs> connected. They always get the best guys to come out to this thing. Um, I don't think I've ever seen any Amiga stuff there, unfortunately, because this is America. We don't get jack squat. But I have seen C64 stuff. I've bought a lot of uh, multi-carts there. I've bought uh, lots. And, like, I usually go there and stock up on joysticks. And uh, I'll be doing that again this year. And uh, power supplies, stuff that go out. I used to go up there and get as many as I couldn't get good deals. Mm-hmm. And some turbo graphic stuff sometimes. Um, a lot more. I, as I've noticed in the past few years, you're, you're seeing more and more... Uh, Nintendo, Super Nintendo, as that stuff slowly takes over. It's funny to watch the Atari uh, cartridges and the Coleco stuff get sort of swept under the rug, kicked kick to the curb. Mm-hmm. You know, and the thing is, that the prices don't go down. No. But they they just shift them to online. It's like, well, no one's buying these. Yeah. It's like, what about me? Uh, but uh, so sometimes you can make a bargain if they just want to unload this stuff. But a lot of them are just not bringing it anymore, so it's kind of a bummer. But uh, last time I was at this, it was a really good show, so I, I, I fully endorse it. We'll put a link up to uh, to uh, get everybody in, uh, set up on that. Um, I noticed uh, this week, I thought, I thought this was kind of strange, that uh, uh, someone has ported or is in the process of porting uh, Moonstone to the C64, which I thought was that'll be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm anxious to see how that turns I out. I saw one of the screenshots of that. Yeah, and it looked, it looked good. Uh, I mean, I guess as good as it's going to look. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one thing that uh, we should talk about is the uh, Ami Game Jam. Yes. Uh, in fact, I think that has concluded, and uh, you can kind of scope out uh, uh, the uh, the winners and play their games. I, I did get to see foot in game footage of uh, of uh, Last Starfighter. Mm-hmm. Finally, it looks okay. Uh, the title screen looks great, right? But uh, uh, you know, it is what it is. I think the um, the the big winner out of this is Bridge Strike. You know, I'm such a fan of River Raid. Yeah, it looks and, good. And uh, having just a variety of environments, you know, and top down 
uh, more simple, sort of slower-paced shooter than some of the Frentic. It looks very NES-y, doesn't it? Yeah, it yeah. does, and I like that. Um, I think that pretty much covers it. Um, oh, they did really, one thing that we touched on last week, and I'll mention it again. Uh, Amy Kit Nine uh, reloaded for the Mac. It came out about a week, just about a week ago, and uh, I've heard good things. It has some interesting additional. Uh, advantages like you can apparently you could run Mac apps from inside of the Amiga environment, which I don't know how that works, but that might be interesting. Uh, so if you have a Mac, uh, get your get your Amiga one and get and take care of that. So I think that pretty much covers. Kind of a slow news week this week. I didn't really see a whole lot going on. Uh, I always see releases for they've updated various bits of hardware like the uh, Vampire and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But, uh, uh, you know that stuff gets updated a lot. So. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty much it, man. You got anything else? What? Site updates? So with site updates, uh, we've got a few. Um, we have the newest thing, Amigos Plays Awesome. So I know that you, you've you been plugging for an awesome show for a long, long time. I have. This is one when we were... When we were uh, experimenting with having our fans vote on which game that we played. Awesome was up for contention multiple times. Yeah, and it didn't do well. And I think a lot of people just, you know, maybe I just like it more than everybody else. I'm a psychosis mark. Mm-hmm. I, uh, uh, I love the box. I love the uh, intro. It was awesome. And I love the game. It has, it's not without its flaws. It They do a lot. It's got a lot of stuff going on, but I enjoyed it. And uh, it was just a quick look. I, like, so that's what I wanted to touch on. Uh, and uh, I figured, what the hell. So I gave that a go. I, I've actually got a couple more in the, in the uh in the kitty that'll be coming out this week. So. Awesome. Can't wait to yeah, see. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so we've also got Amigos Plays ATR. This is a Chris Folds joint. Yeah. Uh, ATR looks like a really awesome <laughs> top-down racing game in the theme of supercars or something like that. Yeah, this, um, this was... Again, I've not played this. <laughs> Man, I was impressed. Yeah. It looks good. And I love top-down racers, so I'm definitely going to be giving this a shot. Yeah, yeah. And I like the fact that the... Uh, as, I, as I was watching, it looked like the Team 17, like... Headquarters was in it. Oh, cool. Yeah, like you could run into it. <laughs> um, we've got hardware news. Uh, our yes. uh, faithful Amigos contributor, Jason Warrens, has created a RGB to S video adapter that he's, uh, it's currently in the post to us now. Oh, boy. And um, as soon as we get that in, we're going to do a special video uh, on that, getting it hooked up, and hopefully we'll be able to shoot a lot more of our Amigos footage from Amiga, or Amiga footage from Amigos Studios using a real Amiga 500. That's going to be sweet. And uh, what a, I'm going to have a good hard look at his, uh, you see he's got the, the schematic uh, all there. The schematics mm-hmm. up there. And uh, see what see what he's what he's done. Yeah. Uh, what a that'll be awesome if it, if it works if it works well. I can't wait to see how it looks because um, you know I've I've got S video on the CD32, which is cool. And so to have that on your 500, wow, that'd be that'd be outstanding. Yeah. And also give us more, you know that are, the the house Amiga has not gotten a lot of action here recently, mm-hmm. basically because it's such a even with the wacky contraption we've got hooked to it, just such a hassle and yeah. it's so unyieldy and difficult to move around mm-hmm. with this wacky thing on it. So hopefully this thing will be the answer to what we're moving with. The cheap answer. And Absolutely. thank God for this bell up. Yeah, thank you, know, you, Jason. Thank you, Jason. It's very good. Okay, and finally, our last site update is a new Xenomorphs and Ditto Land article by Dreamcatcha about the fifth Gauntleteer. Uh, so this is uh, uh, basically an article about a game called Puffy's Saga, and have you had a chance to read this? One? I have not read that one yet. So, just, in fact, I didn't know what was doing up there until you Puffy's mentioned it. Puffy's Saga is kind of like if you took 
Pac-Man, like the Pac-Land version of Pac-Man, sort of like the the, the 3D, the one no one liked. Yeah, and um, and put him in the Gauntlet universe. So you're basically playing Gauntlet with Pac-Man. How bizarre! It is. It's a strange thing. How bizarre! And in the normal Dreamcatcher way, he goes way in depth and talks <laughs> about the people involved and, and everything. And it's just another outstanding effort on his part. Yes, yeah, he awesome. It's mm-hmm. always gold. Yeah, always gold. Yeah. And uh, that's it for the side updates this week. Beauty. So, um, why don't we uh, jump right in to the game? Beautiful, beautiful. So this week we're doing taking a look at Rocket Ranger. Uh, Rocket Ranger was released in '88. Came on two discs, and it was published by Cinemaware, one of our faves. Um, you looking down the list of how this thing was made? It's some of the usual suspects and. A lot of guys haven't really seen that much of from CinemaWare. So this is kind of an, in a weird way. This one's there. Some of the guys that work in this aren't the more prolific. Some of them are, but a lot aren't. But some of the guys that aren't as prolific in CinemaWare. Uh, it was the uh, Jacobs, which we've talked about CinemaWare so many times. So I'm not going to go back into their history. But Philip and Robert Jacobs, sort of like the brains behind the outfit, they were once again at the helm. And John Cutter, it's the exact same setup they've always had, which is basically uh, John Cutter, sort of. Uh, Yields the the whip, you know, and and make sure the production goes uh, the way they want it. Uh, the uh, the artist on this, which I always thought the the uh, the, the artist was quite good. They had a lot of different people work on the graphics on this, uh, including some of the, some people you would see before. Uh, just I'll mention a few of the names: Jeff Godfrey, uh, Jeffrey uh, Hilbers, uh, Rob uh, Lateros. Steve Quinn and these guys a lot of worked on like uh, TV sports football uh, it came from the deserts a lot of the same came from the desert people worked on this and which would make sense it's it a was, very brown game yes uh, the mu- music which I think is really good they do a good job of having that heroic sort of uh, 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 sort of classic commander Cody-ish type music it came from a fellow named Bob Lindstrom uh, he did, and he really didn't do a whole lot on the Amiga. He did Lords of the Rising Sun, which is actually admittedly has good music. He did TV Sports Football. Um, and the voices in this, I, I was amused. that They're basically, the voice work in this is basically employees of Cinemaware. Uh, for example, the, uh, the the buxom beauty in it is voiced by uh, John Cutter's wife. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah, so I thought that was in- interesting. Uh, again, this came out in 88, so around the OCS. Um before we get into the game itself, uh, just a little technical thing of interest. This game was, and this is sort of a Cinemaware thing. The, uh, the Amiga disc, I believe, held 880K. Uh, Cinemaware had a special technology that would let them, basically they had their own operating system. And it would, and it would allow them to put more stuff on the disc. <laughs> like considerable amount more. Uh, and it, would, it was like... Uh, uh, so they could. They, that's why they had. Their, they seem like they had more content. I mean, if you look at this game, two discs. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on in this game. There's oh, a, lot yeah. of, a lot of nice graphics and a, a lot of uh, uh, awesome music. And so it, they fit a lot on the two discs. Now I remember, just like any other similar game. Lot. Uh, thank God for WHD load. Uh, you've got a lot of <laughs> a lot of slowdown on the original. And it, it never ever it was never ever a, a, a quick effort to play these. So it's actually a lot more fun now to be able to play them at a quick pace. So the premise of this is taken uh, it, 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 that anyone would know if they're an old guy like me. 
is uh, if everyone says, hey, this sort of looks like The Rocketeer. Right? Remember that movie mm-hmm. that came out from Disney? Um, that was a The Rocketeer was a comic book, and before that, there was a serial. If you remember, I, I guess serials were worldwide. No, no. It was a serial, which would be uh, something that would be played at movie theaters before a main feature, and it'd be like a weekly serials, and it was a serial called Commander Cody, all right? This was based on Commander Cody, who was a guy that had a rocket pack he'd fly around. Right? Have you ever heard of Commander Cody? Never heard of him. I did. I, is this in the same sort of time period as Flash Gordon? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And so Commander Cody was around forever. So the neat thing, I'm going to credit the, uh, a great article that the, uh, the Digital Antiquarian Oh, I've, I've read him before. He's, he's tremendous. Good. We've I've used him before, and he's I always mention him when I do because he's such a, that's such a great he's a great, great well written site. Mm-hmm. So, the um, Jacobs wanted to do a, a, a game that was sort of like you know their gimmick is they like to have these cinematic games, and they always wanted to do one that was done with a Commander Cody style. And what and uh, when this game was made, they had intended on using the Commander Cody license. And as you can imagine, this was not a license that was in a lot of things in the 80s. As in, you've never heard of it. Right. So no one ever used this license for anything. So they thought, they went ahead and started making a game, didn't even bother getting a license, they were just going to get it. Right? And um, so lo and behold, they went to go get the license to make this a com- official Commander Cody game. Mm-hmm. And the license had been bought out from under them by Steven Spielberg. Hmm. Who had planned on using it to do a film? Yeah. Well, how did you like the Commander Cody movie? It didn't come out. That's right. right. Yeah. Why? Well, because also bought out from under <laughs> these fellows was the was the Rocketeer license, which they'd planned on getting out to Commander Cody. So Commander Cody and the Rocketeer. The Rocketeer was the comic book, right? Correct. Okay. Uh, Rocketeer was bought by Disney for a movie, and presumably when that came out, Spielberg just sidelined the Commander mm-hmm. Cody film. Makes sense. Right. So they figured, the hell with it. We'll just release this under our own uh, storyline. Mm-hmm. And that's what they did. And so they they uh, uh, went back and 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 basically un- made unlicensed work on, on the actual thing. So this could have been a Commander Cody game. Which, again, I don't think it really mattered that much, to be completely honest with you. Um, so the game... Is a uh, focuses on the World War II, which if you're watching the video, this is a this is the awesome video of Hitler <laughs> shaking his fist in front of the swastika on planes. Um, the premise of this is uh, a, a scientist sitting at his desk doing some work, and all of a sudden a, a package appears before him, and it's a it's a it's the jet pack, it's a radium pistol, it's a, it's and it's a note, and it basically says, "Listen, this is from the future. The Germans." Won the war, they've taken over the earth, and they and they and they basically had help, and you need to go and stop them. Mm-hmm. And that's and so you've got the the you've got all the gear you need to start being the rocket the rocket ranger, and then you and that's how you progress. So this game, they basically when they made this game, uh, they wanted it to have the panache and the uh, the, the the cinematic display of of uh, Defender of the Crown, but more playable. Mm-hmm. That's what they were after. Mm-hmm. And so, what you've got, it is very Defender of the Crown in some ways. They basically take the same, sort of the same strategy element, like a light strategy yep. element, yep. 
They in in this game you have uh, agents and they have a there's a world map. You've got agents on the map. You place these agents in all the different countries in the world, and then they they will report back and they will say, listen, there's a there's a Nazi base here, mm-hmm. our moon base rocket, or they'll say this is their they've just brought in a bunch of the linarium, or they'll say something else, and you, and and then that will give you the indication of where to go. And you can move these guys around, and sometimes they get killed, and sometimes. They're... So there's the strategy part of it, which is not really strategy. It's just more like, I don't know what would you call that. I mean, there's not a strategy to it per se. It's just. Uh... Yeah, well, that's part of the game that I that I struggled with because I didn't really know what what was what they were trying to do with that. Well, you know, like how how is this? I don't want to get into the criticisms yet. Let's go on. Well, mm-hmm. basically. And there's a method to it, 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 it after you play it for a while. So, <coughs> the plot. Let's get into that a little bit more. Nazis, just, so now you've got your jetpack. You've got to stop the Nazis from taking over the world. Mm-hmm. Okay, They're using an element called linarium to... What it does is it lowers men's IQs, which I like, and it also uh, lets the... It, they use it to power rockets and whatnot. And so... Uh, you can only mine this from the moon. So that means the Nazis have found some way to get to the moon to get this stuff and get back. Okay? So obviously they didn't have that technology. So your job is to stop them, and and which means uh, going to their bases and screwing them up, you know, blowing them up, uh, stealing the linarium, stealing parts to make your own rockets so you can get to the moon to stop their supply chain. And, that's the, and the game... Uses that as the as the main jut of of the plot. There are other things that go on, but that's basically what you're doing. I would say this game doesn't have as many elements story wise as say it came from the desert, right? I would say that has more. Uh, there's more stuff going on. Yeah. But yeah. this game is probably a more playable actual game, in my opinion. Uh, so if we, let, let's get to that. What is the actual playable game in this? Well. What you do is this game is just like all of Cinemore's other stuff. A lot of it, anyway. It's it's multiple mini games. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, for example, there's a mini game where you take off. Okay, where you literally just launch yourself the rocket pack. Doesn't sound hard. I've been playing this game for years, and I've never consistently been able to do it. It drives me. And, and this is a common and problem. it's not like Defender of the Crown. Where right off the bat you have a couple different mini games at your disposal, you have to take off to trigger the events in the game. Yeah, I mean, if you fail three times, the events trigger and time elapses, and you just keep on going. But you're going to need to be fairly competent at taking mm-hmm. off. Um, once you take off, the first thing you do is go after a zeppelin that has kidnapped uh, the, uh, a uh, scientist and his daughter. Uh, there's a love interest there. There's there when you get to the Zeppelin and for free, then there's an actual there's actual dialogue. It syncs up pretty well mm-hmm. with the voices on the and the and the mouths moving, and you get to sort of pick what you're going to do. So that's kind of neat that they let you do that. Uh, of course, it's beautiful. Yeah, girls hot. Yeah, you know the scene getting to the Zeppelin where you're shooting this anti-aircraft flak with your radium gun is is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I think it was this game. I like a lot of the action in it, but I think they missed a lot of opportunities. And the scenes where you're flying around as the Rocket Ranger, like they could have done a lot more. There's really only two things you do: you shoot down Nazi planes, and you shoot and you shoot this Zeppelin. 
I could see a lot more element shooter wise that you could have done there. Mm-hmm. They just, I don't know. And they, they could have varied the perspective. I mean, they could have had you shooting down the anti-aircraft uh, missiles from the Zeppelin in this sort of um, you know space harrier like uh, way that yes. you have. It's, it's, um, but when you do the planes, maybe they have you top down instead. Right, right. I think if I'll tell you when I was playing this, and I hadn't played this for quite a while, and but it reminded me. It's this is like um, the this is the uh, unofficial prequel to like Wings in a lot of ways mm-hmm. where Wings got the gameplay elements right of all the uh, it's the most playable of the games they sort of ditched the strategy in it but where you've got the different perspectives and stuff they sort of this reminds me of that uh, in another mini game you uh, are breaking into a base to steal rocket parts and you have to fight a, 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 a Nazi guard fist fighting and, and I will say that uh, I mean, it's there. It's graphically, it's 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 impressive, but it's not because the guys just sort of stand there and throw throw right. punches. But I mean, you get you get uppercuts and across, and you, I mean, there are four four different punches, I believe, and and it's fun, and that gets progressively harder as the game goes on. Because at the beginning, you just crush this guy, but as you as it wears on, the guys get tougher. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, you, there's also a mini game where you're at a temple in the jungle, and you're shooting out, you're taking out gun turrets in this thing. It's not really that difficult. I didn't find that part that hard. Um, but what you do at these stops is you're either recovering rocket parts or linarium, right? Um, one thing we should mention is how how you travel. Aside from the mini game to leave, you have to pack a certain amount of linarium into your jetpack. Mm-hmm. This is the Achilles heel of this game in 2016, 2017. Excuse me. And that is the dreaded copy wheel. Now, I remember when this game came out, I did not have an actual copy. For I never saw this for sale anywhere on Earth. So, again, this is the United States. So I don't feel too awful bad about it. They just wasn't there by. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, I would love to have had the copy wheel because without it, you could not play this game. Uh, the copy wheel will tell us you, 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 you turn the wheel to what country you're in. And then you look down the line at these numbers of what country you're going to. And it tells us, if, let's say you're going to Russia, you're in uh, Canada, it'll say pack in 62 linarium. You'll put that in there, and that's how the game knows where you're going. If you don't pack in the right amount, you either go to the wrong country or you just go into the ocean. Right. You know? It's crash. <clears throat> and uh, I will say, the uh, I played this on, I also played this this week on the uh, PC Cinemaware anthology that we got a really good deal on a while back and that what they have done and that is if you hit your second button it just pulls that code wheel down mm. and you can i mean you still have to use it there's right. no way you can there's no way to edit it out mm. this was actually a brilliant bit of copy protection yeah uh back in the day and so uh but it, that's a good way to go it's just it's i mean i will say that the uh the, the one on the cinema anthology is, <laughs> it's is, not perfect mm-hmm. but that's a nice that's a nice uh benefit and so, but that's a pain. You can't just whip this out and play it whenever you want without the code wheel. Mm-hmm. So, which is annoying. Um, basically, that's the game. You're rushing back and forth, uh, collecting linarium, you know, while you're getting these rocket parts. I believe you have to get like six parts of the rocket, I think it's six, to assemble it. You also have to have 500 linarium points to have enough to go to the moon. And so, and if you screw up a lot, you, you're wasting linarium. That's the problem. So, and then on top of that, you have to have you have to keep kind of moving your informants around to make because you know you have to find all these different areas, and that's 
your guys will go there, and sometimes they'll get busted, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and there are a little there are a little paths you can go on. You can get captured in one set in one area, uh, but eventually you you cobble together enough linarium, and then you you build your rocket and you fly to the moon. I guess I'm a spoiler alert here. <laughs> so once you get to the moon, uh, you uh, uh, you go after, and this is a <laughs> to say I, I was amused by this. Cinemaware has a, has a uh, uh, something that in all their games. There are always these hot, buxom yeah. women. They know where their bread's buttered. That's as right. Far as who's buying them? And uh, and so of course you had the the the, the scientist daughter, your love interest. Mm-hmm. But then that wasn't enough. So when you get to the moon, you find that a lot of hot chicks have been enslaved. Of course. And they're digging linarium with their fingernails mm. while they're being whipped and uh, by hot Nazi bikini women. <laughs> sure. I mean, it could happen, right? right? I and mean, so, who among us? And so, and they're in, they're in stripper boots, you know. <laughs> I thought to myself, holy smokes, fetishist dream right. right here. So, being the gallant hero that you are, you have to shoot them with your radium gun. And there's a scene where you have to... They're shooting at you, and you have to sort of shoot them down. And then once you do that, it, the game says that you've done it. Congratulations. And then in this awesome bit, and I'll have to give the game again. If you don't want to spoil it, skip the next couple minutes. Uh, but at the end, an alien rips through that ending screen. Mm. And then you have to shoot this alien's uh, tentacled eyes basically off. Oh, wow. Sort of like it came sort from the exactly. desert with the- and so, and you find out that aliens had been hooked up with the Nazis to provide them in te- to provide them technology to help them win, mm. which is a neat twist. Yeah. I, always, I thought it was kind of cool. And then they ended up, and they end up, uh, uh, you knock them out, and then the game's over for now, basically that shtick, you know. But for how long? And and that's the game. Uh, it's what do you think? I've been talking for a while. What, give me your thoughts. Well, this is your typical Cinemaware experience, where you have, um, you know, you're you're presented with this uh, totally immersive um, world without much direction from the get-go about exactly how things work. Now, at first, I was like, okay, well, that's no big deal. I will look at the manual and I'll read the manual. Well, the manual the is couched itself inside the narrative. Yes. So you can't just say, okay, linarium, like loading up the rocket thing. How am I supposed to do that? You've got to like read through <laughs> reams of backstory and like everything is written in such a way that, you know, it's part of the story, but it doesn't help you as a game player as much as it should. It's not, it doesn't go, it's not bullet pointed. Right. And I felt frustrated by that. Now, it's also possible that I was looking at a typed up copy of the manual that was not formatted in, a, in the same way that the original manual was. Um, thing two about this game. I was unable to play this game because I was unable to take off. Uh, I tried for like 15 minutes. I even recorded a thing that I never put up because I like to do these first impressions videos. But nobody wants to watch 15 minutes of me fail to take off. Yeah. I also had trouble. I mean, you could once you don't take off, you'll still like let you go. Mm-hmm. But you know, and so that's how I keep going. But yeah, it that part. I mean, that's a one of the. It's funny how goofy that is. One of the complaints about this game was 
people always, and this is, we've talked this, people always thought the Defender of the Crown was too easy. Mm-hmm. Okay? Which, I don't know who those people are. No, it, it's, bro, I mean, back in the day, I could go through it pretty quick. I mean, it, it was, it's a pretty easy game. And so, CinemaWare decided, we're, we'll pump this sucker up. Well, this this game ain't easy, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard, and some of the, like, and you're right, some of the areas, it sort of doesn't, I mean, I've read the manual, and I've I've read the actual manual, so you're not too far off. I mean, there's a, it's there's a lot of cool backstory. It's well written. Don't oh get yeah, wrong, but, it's like a little novelette. But like for example, when you're fighting the zeppelin, it, you can't just avoid the flak, and you got to be shooting this flak. Mm. You know that's which doesn't really make sense. You know, and you uh, and when you're in the jungle, you don't just you don't just avoid getting shot. You've got to shoot take take out the gun torrents. Mm-hmm. Right, you have to figure it out. And the linearium, it could be tricky. And and if you if you miss read your code wheel. I mean, this thing, I, mean, I know, it, it doesn't take a genius to operate a code wheel, but if you're just lounging around, you, okay, 46, you're loaded up and go, well, you 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 pick the wrong number. This is a stack, a column of numbers. You've wasted all that linarium. You could be screwed. Right. It's game over at that point. You just got to well, restart. It's just, you just, you know, you, you can't may, get, it you back, get behind right? the eight ball. You can get it back, but you have to, it's difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, you can, you can catch up, but it can be tough. So and then uh, there, there's a method to your to uh, deploying those spies. That's the hardest part is deploying the, the well not I mean aside from the taking off the the hardest part is deploying those spies effectively. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you have to you have to look all over, and you you know you've got X amount of time to get this done, and so you've you've got to uh, deploy these guys in areas and and act as soon as they find something you got to act quick and then move them along. Right. You know? So that can be it's not complicated at all. But when you first start playing, it can be you can just be like, "What the hell am I doing?" Mm-hmm. It's it can be difficult for you. Um, I don't think the, I think the I like this game a lot because it's got a lot of it's got a lot of passion. It's got a lot of it's well it's well written game. It's very the dialogue, the music's great, the graphics are great, the graphics are spectacular, and it and, and, uh, and the plot's tremendous. I, I enjoy it. That's and and I think the mini games are more playable than the ones that defend the crown. For example, um, I like the flying and I like the shooting a lot, and the fighting's pretty good too. I don't like them a lot; they're okay. Okay, I don't like any of the mini games a lot, mm-hmm. but they're, they're like again, this is not wings. It's not wings, but uh, they're fun. I can play them over and over. I mean, the the downside of it is when you and this is again, we, this comes up over and over. But when you play this, when you're going through this game. When you fight that soldier the first time, there's this big dialogue box, and the guy says, it says something effective. The guy has a rifle, but he throws it down and ushers you forward to come fight this guy. You know, it's when you know you're going to get bruised up. Mm-hmm. But when you read it, you're like, oh, yeah, it's like Indiana Jones. But when you read it like 10 times, you're like, this might be a fight. There are 10 different guys all over the world. These are the worst guards. You think <laughs> if you busted through the first rocket parts place, the Nazi would be like, listen, don't just shoot this guy. Right. For God's <laughs> sakes, don't punch with him. He's a, he's golden gloves or whatever. Just shoot him, you know. So it, that does get a little goofy. Um, but I, I think overall it's a pretty fun game. If you're really good at it, you can beat it in probably 45 minutes. I personally have not beat it. <coughs> I uh, One time when I was younger, I got to the moon and uh, I got killed. Unfortunately, but I get to see the awesome graphics of the of the chicks whipping the other chicks. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, uh, but uh, I didn't get there. And playing it this time around, I uh, I had some. I can beat a lot of the levels, but I mean, I, I just it's tough to get that all that you know. It's tough not to screw up, right. I know, which I tended to do. Uh, so on the Cinemaware scale, I would place this. 
ahead of uh, of just the stuff we've done, <coughs> throwing out the sports titles. I would place this ahead of Defender of the Crown, at, but well back from Wings. Um, just in, like I said, everything about it is great, except I don't like the code wheel. I don't like the uh, uh, the taking off part. Mm-hmm. And really, they again, they 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 this sort of a wasted opportunity. Again, they were working on it with time constraints and you know the usual stuff. But I think they could have done more. Uh, they uh, uh, the 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 flying again. We're looking at the video flyby over here. Uh, the uh, the flying could have been cooler. You know, the, uh, the I would like to have seen like a full fledged shooter. Mm-hmm. In there, right? To, to break it up, I mean, just to make it interesting. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason why you couldn't have gotten in your own. You don't have to take the rocket belt everywhere, you right? Know, and also, and like for example, like when you're fighting the planes, they fly in a form, I mean, an idiotic way. You know, they just like a big lot of just got like, right. it's like, come on. Well, you know, on? all of these, you know, all of these type of mini games. That's that's the the fatal flaw is that I think that the developers kind of spread themselves thin. Yeah, well, I and, think it was atmosphere first, mm-hmm. and then we'll just kind of. Put something together, and right. again, I don't want to kill this game mini game because I like a lot of the mini games are okay, mm-hmm. but they they're not great. Right. Again, they're not wings level good. And really, I, if you're if you're looking at wings as the pinnacle of what they did mm-hmm. in terms of this sort of game, and not having played, we haven't got covered. It came to the Desert Two yet, so I can't confirm how that plays. Or we also haven't played. There's a bunch we haven't played. King of Chicago, and we'll get to them. Yeah, and we'll see how they. But I mean, this is somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. I would say in terms of gameplay. In terms of story, plot, it's a great plot. It's wacky, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and, uh, you know, I enjoyed it. I know this was amongst, uh, all, uh, if you look at all the Cinemaware games, this was amongst the most popular from the people that made it. I know uh, the, uh, the uh, I know John Cutter says this is his favorite uh, of all of them, and I know that uh, the Jacobs say this is their favorite game that they did, so... You know. Do you like this better? You didn't mention it came from the desert in your comparison. Where does this fall with uh, it came from the desert? Uh, mini games are better in this. The mini games it came, it came from the desert. I didn't like it all, to be completely honest with you. Uh, I, well, you I mean, didn't like escaping the hospital? No, I didn't. I could never get out of that <laughs> damn thing. I like shooting at the bugs. That was kind of neat. But no, I, I, like yeah. the, I think the mini games are better. Storyline, I mean, it came from the desert. It's so wacky. I think it's more movie like, mm-hmm. you know. So I think atmosphere wise, maybe a little bit better. Mini game wise, probably not as good. You know, having not played the second one, which we're going to jump on at some point, we'll see. We'll get through pretty much. I'd say well, there's a lot of more titles I haven't played yet, so mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to trying them. But this one, it's funny. I used to love this game, still like it. Don't get me wrong, but it, I will say it hasn't. To me, the gameplay didn't age. It wasn't as much fun as I as I remembered. I hate right. to say, uh, but uh, yeah, there you go. So. Um, any any final thoughts on this one? Well, I just wanted to uh, just remind everybody that uh, it, uh, Rocket Ranger is available <laughs> from Cinemaware Retro. Uh, they have uh, extended their extended collector's edition to include Rocket Ranger as well as Defender of the Crown. Uh, looks like there are still plenty in stock. If you can uh, stand waiting uh, what could be months and months for years to arrive as we did. Once yeah. it did get here, it was great. Um, but uh, just be aware that that is an issue, um, and uh, check that out. Uh, and you know, if you like these things, the only way to make them make more is to buy the ones that they have. Right, you remind me too. I forgot to mention this. Um, Rocket Ranger was uh, was kickstarted uh, to be a, for a remake, 
I don't. Do you remember this coming? Rocket out? Ranger it, Reloaded. They were talking about that? it. No, they were talking about it in the chat. Yeah. Um, uh, it was a, it, the campaign for it was launched in November uh, 2014, and it got funded mm-hmm. in December. So it, it got funded. It barely made it. Uh, and I read into this. I wanted to figure out what happened because it ended up being the project got canceled. I thought that's weird that it got funded and it got canceled. Yeah, Neil, Neil was talking about it on the chat. He said it, that it looked great, but they never ended yeah, up. Yeah, they doing had it. a demo. They had a uh, video. Well, what happened was I looked into it. The uh, they raised the amount of money they needed, but they found out like thirty percent of the money was sent in on like bad credit card. Basically, the thirty percent of the money didn't exist. Yeah, that's a non uncommon so, Kickstarter. <laughs> what they had to do was say they had to say, listen. We've got to come up with, I think it was like, I think they got funded for like um, right around 100 grand, 90 grand, something like that. And they had to fund 30 grand. They had to find funding. And they asked their, they had, took a vote amongst their backers, can you guys wait an indefinite amount of time or do you want your money back? And the, and the, uh, the backers voted to, to wait, mm-hmm. which that shows you right there how beloved yeah. people, and we've talked about how much people love Cinnaboy and Rocket Rangers are one of their biggest titles. And then, uh, um, Eventually, they just said they couldn't do it, mm-hmm. and so they and, and to their credit, they refunded all the backers, which is something apparently is quite unusual. Uh, so that one went down. Maybe one of these days we'll get to see that one come back to life. You know, uh, it is would <laughs> if you were gonna if you were pushing for an Amiga remake, would Rocket Ranger be near the top of the list? It for would you? be way up there. Uh, really, Rocket Ranger. Really, a lot of similar tiles would be up there. And I I use Wings as an example. The remake of that's tremendous. They kept everything that made the game fun, and mm-hmm. then they added modern stuff to it that I yeah. liked. So I would be all in favor of in favor of it. You know, I forgot to mention this early on. Uh, I was looking at what this. I didn't realize how ported this game was uh, in the day. And I was going to ask you if you played any of these. Uh, like I told, I briefly mentioned to you on chat. We there was an Apple 2GS version. It's supposed to be quite good, and it's supposed to have really good music. Uh, 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 in, uh, with it, there's an Atari ST version. As a, uh, of course, there's a Commodore 64 version. I've seen that one. Here's another oddball one, and this comes up every once in a while. The FM Towns Marty got a version, which I thought that was strange. The one I wanted to ask you about, the NES version. Now, I it seems like I heard that it was horrible. Boy, this this seems like one of those games that. I would always see it at a thrift store or whatever, and I would just pass on over. Right, 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 right. I, I, I remember hearing that it was not good. And, of course, it was a DOS version as well uh, that uh, I heard wasn't that great. Actually, it's, that's also part of the, uh, that's also part of the uh, package mm-hmm. uh, that I, I would try. I don't think I've tried a single game in, 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 that, in that package for the, for the PC. Uh, I checked on eBay. This is a pretty tough game. Uh, Right now in the U.S., you can buy Rocket Ranger ship for seventy bucks, and I thought to myself, "You gotta be kidding me!" Well, one sold in January for seventy-five. Wow, impressive! Uh, if you're in Germany, you've got a better you've got better chances. You can get one over there for eh, fourteen, fifteen bucks U.S. Norway, I saw some there on compilation. The U.K., you're looking at twenty to forty bucks, but it's all over the map. I've seen these things go for a little bit and a not and not a lot. Mm-hmm. They also based they had a five issue comic book based on Rocket Ranger. Hmm. I think Malibu put it out, but don't hold me to that. What is Malibu known it's a, for? It's a, nothing. Nothing really. <laughs> uh, I looked it up on eBay to see if there was even for sale. They only made five issues, and one of them is, basically has a mostly nude woman on the front, so I don't know how that played in. Maybe it's the scientist's daughter. Right. I don't know. Uh, a couple of these in Australia, uh, going, and these are going for some bucks, man. I was surprised. Uh, you can get uh, issue one for like 12 bucks, and issue 
three is like twenty seven bucks or best offer. And then there was a crossover with another character from Malibu for like twenty bucks. There were two of those were in Australia, so kind of weird. Uh, but those comics aren't out there. Have you read any of the Rocket Ranger comics? Before? No, I've never. I didn't know they even existed. Yeah. To be on, to be honest with you, um, and then finally we'll get to reviews. Um, uh, it got the reviews are were pretty good. Uh, Amiga Format uh, gave it an eighty nine. Amiga Power gave it a sixty eight. So they weren't as impressed. A couple of magazines gave it ninety seven and a ninety. So it was mostly high uh, stuff. Of course, that would be pretty revolutionary stuff for you know back back in those days. Yeah, yeah. But I recommend it. Give it a shot. It may not hold up, but it's still it's definitely worth an afternoon. Cool. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and uh, close things out by thanking our Patreon sponsors. Uh, if you are a um, if you like the show and you'd like to support us and keep the lights on, um, feel free to drop by our page at Patreon.com/slash/AmigosPodcast. <coughs> Just like our newest uh, supporter, Kim Tommy Humbergstadt. Wow. I'm not sure if that's how you say that. Triple e, um, triple word score. But we've also got Josh Nan, D- D- David McCrandles, Jason Warns, Graham Vebke, Rob O'Hara, Paul Harrington, sorry about your shirt, Paul, Laurent Giroux, Jonas Rule, Cole Bjorn Barman, Tapes from the Crypt, Adam Bradley, Chris Folds, Will Williams, Daniel Bingston, O'Brien's Retro and Vintage, Chad Halstead, and Brent Dowdy. What happened to Paul's shirt? Paul ordered a um, a staff shirt, yeah. uh, and something happened where they sent him an older version instead of the newer version with his name on There's it. There's different so, versions? Yeah, because every time somebody's name gets added to it... <coughs> I see. Uh, I wow, he got hosed on that yeah, one. Yeah. So, sorry about that, Paul. Um, but... Uh, Anyway, I, I think that he might be able to contact them and they can work it out. Because the folks over at Tee Public, they're good people. They're good, They've responded they're... to me and uh, and and uh, and they're great. They're great folks over there. Um, so anyway, I guess next week, Aaron, we got to figure out what we're going to play. Well, I was just going to look at the list I made up months ago. Let me see here. Uh, I'm trying to think of what it was what it was going to be on there. I remember. Do you remember what we were going to do next week? Oh, boy. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. Let's do, uh, since I can't remember, but I know this is on it, well, let's try Star Control. Star Control. Star Control. All right. So let's go ahead and do Star Control next week. And uh, we plan ahead. It'll be wonderful. Anyway, uh, if you want to check us out live, we record every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Ish. That's, uh, well, the stream starts, whether whether Aaron's here or not, I'll be here hanging around. And uh, that's 10 p.m. UK time. Um, And uh, we've got a very active chat room. Uh, I want to thank David and Henrik and Pishbot and Neil and Tobias and Jonas and all those guys hanging out in the chat. Um, you know, you're all part of the Amigos community and we're, we're glad to have you. So until next time, adios. Adios.